Welcome to episode number 14 of the University of Vermont Medical Center Nursing Podcast Series, created for nurses. By nurses. I'm Colleen Roach, an infusion and oncology nurse. And I'm Robert Hamble, a heart failure nurse clinician and the chair of MPG this year. We appreciate you tuning in as we try to get out information, including new initiatives, current events, and a chance to celebrate some of the highlights of the great work happening here at the hospital. Yeah, today's podcast is really going to grow on you, if you know what I mean. We're going to talk about the community garden program that we have here. (coughs) The Pulse. (coughs) The Pulse. A new initiative at this hospital. No, it's not cardiac initiative. It's more about what's going on each day at this hospital. And our third portion of our podcast is about the big epic upgrade. I'm sure you've heard what? about it. Do you think There's an epic upgrade? Yeah. What? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Really? Let's talk about it. Okay, let's do it. I want to learn more about it. I haven't heard anything about this, so this will be <laughs> interesting. Well, enjoy, and we're going to dive right into it. With the big epic upgrade coming fastly approaching, we wanted to hear right from our interim chief nursing informatics officer. So we've got Rebecca Freeman with us. Thanks for joining us. Hey guys, thank you. Hello. So Hello. we got big stuff coming up. We do, so, little stuff. Yeah, yeah. So tell us um, the, the, the main points that you want the nurses to know about with the upgrade happening on November 1st. Yep, so um, I have uncharacteristically brought in some bullets, so I make sure I stay on track. So we have a little thing happening on 11-1. Just a little thing. Little thing, little Epic go live. Um, some of you have been on Epic for a decade. Some of you won't change too much. Some of you will have your Epic screens change quite a bit, and some of you are getting Epic in a brand new way. So um, kudos to our cardiology, radiology, op time areas, plus the others, and the lab. Gosh, give your lab friends a pat on the back because they are undergoing some major changes here. Um, so yeah, eleven one. that is Halloween night at midnight. So I told Robert and Colleen, eat all your candy, finish it up at 11.59, along with your documentation that's pending because when the system goes offline at midnight, we'll be down for at least three hours. I suspect closer to four or five. All right. So, yeah, it's really important to get your assessments in, uh, make sure those meds are charted, um, the hourly check before we go down, because it could be down to up to five hours. Wow. Some of us old school nurses remember the days of, you know, unfolding those those big flow sheets and stuff, but these young nurses, this is going to be new for them. Colleen, you have a black and white TV. I mean, you're talking old school there. (laughs) It's been a while, but yeah, I remember those days. Gotcha. We're going to have, convenient lead-in to the October 14th next super user drop-in, and we told folks last time, bring your friends, even if they're not super users, we're going to have a station on how to document on paper. So feel free to come by and and let some of these old schoolers, Colleen just volunteered herself, um, (laughs) teach you how to actually write on that document that makes not a lot of sense. So the drop-in on October 14th, it goes from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. What are some of the things that people can learn during that time period? Oh, we're going to show them, um, we're going to really focus on the three key new things that are coming with Epic. So we're replacing the lab system. It's called Beaker. The old one was SunQuest. So we are going to really hone in on the new specimen collection workflows. And I can't impress enough for you guys Um, Today, SunQuest, most folks send in a requisition along with their labeled tube, and the lab has to do a double check to make sure you've got the right blood in the right tube um, that we're not mislabeled. And frankly, we have a lot of mislabeled um, events. Beaker's going to take away that safety net. So if you don't scan your patient's wristband and then verify the label on the tube also by scanning, it is very possible to send down blood in the wrong tube 
um, and have us take clinical action on that because the lab is not going to be double checking. So scanning is critical for positive patient identification. Um, that's going to be one key and we'll have a, a workstation set up so we can play with that. The second one is Rover, which is super easy and always a fan favorite. So we'll have Rover set up, even more functionalities turned on now for you to play with. And then ADT, which is Grand Central, um, Admission Discharge Transfer stuff. We'll just talk about Unit Manager and Snapboard. Um, we will show you how things work to get patients on and off your, your unit and your space. And then we'll have a whole slew of other places where you can play in the playground, practice on paper, all that kind of fun stuff. So most of you hopefully have already seen this by going to your training, but if you want extra uh, chance to play with with some of the new the new stuff that's going to be implemented this would be a good chance to get some more practice yeah, yeah if you've missed your training what's the consequences like do i really need to go to the training well if you don't go to training and pass your proficiency exam your login is going to be inactivated on 11.1 and you can't work so getting to training is pretty important um, end users go to one training class super users have already had their super user training class and they'll be attending at least two backup classes um, not only to help you as an end user, but also to give them a chance to hear the kinds of questions that they'll hear on day one of Go Live because they are going to be your at the elbow support. So each unit and area has a lead super user, um, and they also have a group of not lead super users. So you guys should know who those are. If you don't know, go ask um, or ask me and I'll tell you. Um, and then those guys will be live for the first week, 100% out of staffing at the elbow support. And then in the new areas, they'll be at 100% on the second week, too. And the areas that already have Epic, they'll be 50%. Yeah. All right, sounds like you guys have a, a good um, support. Yeah, you guys have really thought this whole process out, even on the day that we selected to go live. Talk to us a little bit about why you chose November 1st. Well, the part that I left out earlier when I was talking about all of the inpatient units is that we have a massive ambulatory go live happening as well. So our UVMMC folks have been on Epic in the ambulatory space for a long time, but all of our affiliates are coming live on ambulatory. And this is a tricky installation. Most of the time you're installing Epic brand new everywhere, but we have had it for 10 years in some areas. So every time we need to test something, we have to move that build really carefully into production and try not to break it while we also try to test things. Sounds like uh, we've got a good plan and um, hopefully you guys can join for October 14th, the drop-in session in the McClure lobby, is that yep. correct? Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of great stuff, super amount of support. Uh, I mean, I know super users, but talk to me about all the people that have been involved that's really helped us to get to this point and all of your team. Yeah, so we have an amazing team of EPIC uh, builders over at the IDX building. Some of them are nurses, some of them you've known forever. Um, we have a great team of directors. I know most of you know Jill Federico. She's over all of the clinical applications. Um, her teams have been working crazy hard. And then really most important, our super user leads and super users, we have over 300 of them. You guys have been super engaged. And I would like to say when it's time to have a question, during the first two weeks, find your super user. We're gonna arm them with a whole set of tools to help answer that question before they get a call into the command center and the command center will be up for weeks. So we have multiple layers of support to help you guys, but start with your super user. That's where we wanna route all of our things to. Awesome. Well, Rebecca, I know that your weeks up to the go live is really busy. So we really appreciate the time um, that you spent with us today and thanks again. Thanks for having me.
I'm so excited about our next guest. We have Lisa Hoare, who's here with us, and she's a garden educator for University of Vermont Medical Center. Thanks for coming. You're welcome. Thanks a lot for having me. And she, along with Marianne Ludlow, who's a dietitian here, um, run the Learning Garden Program, which I've been so fortunate to be part of. And so I want you to tell everybody, what is the Learning Garden Program? Thanks, Colleen. Well, the Learning Garden program uh, is in its seventh year this year, actually. Um, started over at the rooftop garden here at the main campus, and then I think it was 2015 we moved it over to the Fannie Allen Garden, um, which has turned out to be a great space and sort of the program's forever home. Um, the program is starts in early May, and it goes for about 20 weeks. Um, it runs for one uh, we meet one time a week for about two hours at each time, and it's uh, made up of uh, a gardening portion where we talk about a garden-related topic, um, such as like organic pest and disease control, seed starting, seed saving, things like that. Kombucha, Kombucha kimchi, <laughs> canning, canning, fermenting. Yeah, Lisa and Marianne have taught me so much. Oh, wonderful. It's well, interesting to find out what topics grow out of this meeting. Grow. Grow. <laughs> Let's see how many how many puns Robert throws into this interview. <laughs> so yeah, so I just w was like so excited about taking this course. Uh, I take it along with my friend Jamie Kelly, and um, we share a plot, which you have people do sometimes. But Absolutely. typically, each person gets their own uh, raised garden bed, and they mm -hmm. teach square foot gardening. Huh. So what seeds of wisdom would you have for us? <laughs> That's two. That's two. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, it's two hours, it flies by, we do the nutrition portion at the beginning, and usually a recipe, and we've learned, like, roasted radishes, and um, what other kinds of um, things? The Swiss uh, white bean spring herb soup, and um, the stir-fried greens with ginger, all kinds of stuff. All, Marianne has chosen a lot of those recipes to be, um, you know, really... Um, delicious but also quick to prepare um, and as it turns out most of them uh, I think actually all of them are meatless and so are really concentrate on tr concentrated on using the vegetables uh, that we're growing. It sounds like you've pruned away the fat from these things. <laughs> I, I believe I did Robert. <laughs> so I want people to know about the program and I like it's people from all over the organization. So we've we've had people from, um, we have PAs, nurses, someone from the billing department, environmental services. Yeah, absolutely. Um, IT department, um, patient services, uh, nutrition services, um, physicians even, and just all kinds of, all, all departments really, facilities. Um, so it's really great, I mean, one thing that the program focuses on is, I mean, anybody can um, participate. We do sort of focus mainly toward employees just because we only have the 14 spots and there's so many of us. So you don't weed out anybody. We don't weed out anybody. <laughs> <laughs> only very punny people. Oh. <laughs> Get a second look. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but anybody can join, but it does end up uh, usually being mostly employees. But um, w the one thing that we focus on is um, 
having people participate who have maybe never gardened before but have always wanted to learn or maybe they've tried growing a few things and were not successful. So this offers guided instruction which is really adds a lot of comfort I think to the experience but um, the one thing that we notice again and again is that people really express um, that their favorite part about um, the program is really gardening with their peers and what we like about it is that no matter where the person works or you know what their job is at the hospital this is sort of like a level playing field because everybody's new and everybody's learning at the same level so um, that's a really I think interesting experience for most people. Yeah I would uh, agree with that. I also wanted you to mention about what else is happening in the community garden space. Mm. Oh yeah thanks Colleen. It is a really great space especially um, especially after we completed a fairly extensive renovation project last fall. Um, and so now we have the entire 100 by 100 foot space in, um, you know, protected by a beautiful cedar fence um, and enclosed houses the learning garden program, the 14 beds for the program. Uh, behind, behind that we have the garden pantry uh, where we grow food um, that's donated to the Colchester Community Food Shelf each week. Uh, we also have six community garden spots um, that are available also to staff or um, community members. And then we also have the cutting garden which uh, we grow flowers in. Um, those flowers are made into really beautiful bouquets by um, a volunteer, Susan Noel. Um, and she brings those into the Dunbar Cafe each week where they're sold and all proceeds go to the Colchester Community Food Shelf as well. And uh, those bouquets, by the way, really add up. I think last year we donated uh, almost $1,300 to the food wow. shelf. Isn't that yeah. amazing? So, um, yeah. It feels really exciting to make such an impact. So I know that the current program is 17 weeks into a 20-week program. The next one will be when? Uh, the next program will start up uh, either the last week of April or the first week of May. Mm. Um, yeah, so keep an eye out for the email. That's how I learned about it. They send out an email asking for applicants. So if you're interested in it. Yeah, I think this is a great way to plant the seed for <laughs> future thoughts. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for being here today. Oh, thank you. It's always fun to talk about. Thanks awesome. for being here, Lisa. Our next guest that's with us here today is a nurse. Her name is Lori Notowitz. She is currently the Director of Patient Safety and has been in this position for the last 13 years. And she's going to tell us about something called the Daily Pulse Check. Yeah, it's a really cool project. I'm excited that you're here today, Lori, because it really the point of these podcasts is really to pull back the curtain so people can learn about cool things we're doing on a daily basis here that may not be right at the patient's bedside, but are being done to help support the nurse every day. So what is the Pulse Check or the Daily Pulse Check? Thanks so much for inviting me. I'm happy to be here. The Daily Pulse Check is basically a forum to efficiently communicate safety, quality and operational issues uh, to a, a broad leadership team and be able to resolve issues of concern uh, right then and there. And so who, who, is, who goes to these daily pulse checks? So it's attended by leaders from across the, the inpatient area. So um, managers generally, uh, we have directors, assistants, direct, assistant nurse managers, 
um, doctors, executives, the patient safety team, ethics, infection control, and people from across that whose work crosses the organization like safety and security. And so it really is, um, it provides, it keeps the operations front and center and allows the leadership team to number one, know what's happening in the organization in real time and to be able to provide support to the nursing staff to keep the, the nurses, uh, to keep the work functioning smoothly. Yeah, I mean, what are some of the topics that are talked during the, the daily pulse check? So we, we ask the nurse managers to look at their safe reports and to touch base with the nurses and find out what's happened the last 24 hours and look forward to what's happening or what they anticipate to be happening in the next 24 hours. And they bring those things, those issues to the pulse check. So um, for example, we had one nurse manager who reported out that there was an aggressive family on the unit and they were concerned about the safety of patients and also the staff and so reported this at the daily pulse check and said they wanted to huddle with security at the end of the meeting so um, they could come up with a plan for safety right then and there and it didn't become a crisis. So the first 15 minutes is really reporting out on the issues and it raises everybody's awareness of what's happening in the house and then the next 15 minutes is set aside for those immediate um, huddles and problem solving so that they can report so they can come up with plans uh, to, on how to manage some of these issues that are popping up. The other thing we ask people to report out on is the stress level on the unit. So it basically is a, a scale of one to four with one being everything's fine and four being we really need help, things are starting to feel a little bit out of control and unsafe. Anything for a uni uh, level three or four, the senior leaders will go right up to the unit after the pulse check and will um, huddle to try and problem solve and also provide support to the staff. And, you know, we call it the daily pulse check because we're checking the pulse of the organization in real time every day. And it's really the purpose is to provide support to the staff and to raise the awareness for leadership of what's happening in the organization. Yeah, and it seems like there's so many different data points. And I think that's really the emphasis for the nurses that you play a vital role in the success of these daily pulse checks because you're the one that's relaying that key information of how the night went before, if there are any staffing issues happening throughout the day, what's the stress level on the floor, you know, if unfortunately someone's fallen, these are all data points that the assistant manager and the manager are looking that they can bring to this pulse check. Correct. And we hope that the nurse managers are bringing the information also back to their unit so they can close the loop. And if, if you need support, that the leadership team is coming there to support the nurses. This is a great initiative. Yeah, we appreciate you letting us know about it. And now um, the rest of the hospital, if you haven't heard of it, uh, you can be involved by communicating to your nurse manager what's going on. Yeah, I mean, this is something that's happening every day. And hopefully it's just a new process. It's only been around for a couple of months. Um, but hopefully the nurses on the floor will see that difference of people reacting to issues where they need to be uh, focused on. Well, thanks so much for letting me share. Thank you. Hope that was helpful to give you some updates on some of the stuff happening uh, currently. And I also wanted to... Yeah, I'm I'm really shocked. I didn't hear anything about Epic. That was really insightful. I'm, I'm glad we could teach you a thing or two. Thank Just you. make sure you sign up for your class, Rob. Don't miss that. There's classes? You're, you're going to get locked out. Oh my gosh, no. Get on it. Wow.
All right, there's an, another thing happening. Employee Wellness, in partnership with University of Vermont Cancer Center, is hosting a Men's Health and Wellness Expo on Wednesday, November 20th. Excuse me, sir. Can you churn and cough? <coughs> <laughs> it's going to be in the Davis Concourse from 3 to 6. Grab your buddies, spouses, partners, and join us for it's a free event. And there's going to be activities including health screenings, interactive displays, chances to win great prizes, snacks, and expert information. So check it out. Really? Free and open to the public. When is that again? That is November 20th from 3 to 6 in the Davis Concourse. You know what November is? What? It's Movember. Movember. You're going to... Oh, you're already growing. I'm already growing. You're, you're already... Uh, you're already winning. Yes. 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 Yes, right. yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed uh, our podcast. And don't forget to take some time to fill out the NDNQI survey. And lastly, as the chair of this year's Nursing Professional Governance, I'm asking you to take some time. Hopefully, think about joining MPG. We have a call for new members right now, and that call will end on November 1st. Uh, it's a great opportunity to get involved and do things that might help you to move to a staff nurse three or four. Thanks again for listening to our October podcast. and. Talk soon. Bye-bye.